Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. How are y'all doing? <laughs> oh, I laugh. I laugh from a uh, place of pain. <laughs> I am still dealing with residual uh, leftover symptoms of covid in addition to just the great complexity that 2022 has thrust upon us all um, on top of ongoing things because we're just not allowed to have nice things as they say I threw my back out this morning which for any of you that have ever done that it's the cherry on top of the real yucky Sunday that uh, is life right now but I laugh because I'm applying the work that I, you know, lovingly try to share with y'all, which is we have to uh, keep our heads up, keep pushing forward one step in front of the other, and sometimes just kind of carry the difficulties and the pain with us. That doesn't mean that it's not real. That doesn't mean that it's not valid. It's just got to keep moving forward. You know, it's the work of mental health. Yes, take the time off, rest, sleep, nap, cry, kick and scream. But at some point, we learn to lovingly unhook from our feelings and our thoughts we make room for all of them, but we carry them with us and we push forward being led by our core values versus being led by our thoughts and our feelings. And I think it's an important lesson that we've been raised again culturally. You know, I'm weaving in the word acceptance. I'm going to be weaving that word in more and more throughout the year, something I'm working on and practicing and bringing to my patients in my private practice as well. And that's what it's about. <clears throat> I've been sharing that on each show a little bit, even when not directly talking about it. But We have thoughts and feelings and we have to learn how to allow them and make room for all of them. That's the acceptance piece, Uh, but not being led or driven or guided by them because they will often take us away from what's important to us and away from what's meaningful and our core values. Um, So I'm doing it as as, as I share with y'all. Also, (laughs) we're translating these difficulties into transformation. There's something to be learned within everything. And that's that's usually the second or third or even fifth step within the process of dealing with difficulties. But at some point we wanna look back and say, okay, might not have been what I wanted, might not have even been my fault, and I'm not owning you know, what might be someone else's responsibility depending on what it is that we're dealing with or struggling with, but what can we learn from it? What can we take with us? Because there's something to learn about ourselves and everything. And I think when you say that, some people think that, well, we're victim blaming, I'm a victim. It's like, well, maybe even if you've been cheating on, which is a very punchy example. Whenever I bring that example up, people get heated. I say to them, at some point, even if you've been victimized by someone and cheated on, which cheating is a horrible solution to whatever might be going on, 
you still want to look back and say, what kind of partner was I? Um, what can I learn about the role I might have played in creating a relationship that someone didn't want to take care of or, or whatever it is? What kind of you know partner was I? And, and that's important work to healing. And that's hard for some people to hear because they're like, well, I have no role in that. We have a role in everything. We're not responsible. We're not taking accountability. That's not ours. But we want to walk away having learned something. Otherwise, it's just pain. And we want to turn breakdowns into breakthroughs. We want to turn breakups into breakthroughs. Um, that's the work, y'all. Otherwise, we're hooked and overly attached to our thoughts and our feelings, and that's not going to work for us. It's not going to help us move forward. So that kind of segues us into our topic. We're going to talk about how to get through breakups. And we've talked about it before. We're going to talk about it a little differently, a few new added perspectives, but it's 2022. It's a new year. And um, a lot of people are making some relational changes. You know, that's what happens when we have these um, markers. Uh, people make a lot of changes because the summer's here, the fall's here, it's a new year, it's Valentine's Day. All these really arbitrary markers, but I'm seeing a lot of people making some relational changes, getting into relationships, stepping back into dating, leaving things. So we're gonna kind of be covering that. And you know, whether or not you're single or wanting to be single or not wanting to be single or married or whatever it might be going on with you, there's something for us to learn in all these different topics. They apply to everyone, maybe not directly, but like I've shared before on the show, monogamous couples can learn a lot from polyamorous and open relational styles. There's a lot we can learn about boundaries and jealousy and communication and even the inverse. So just remember, just because you might not be an addict, uh, if I do a topic or a show on addiction, there's still something to learn about the relationship you have to drugs, alcohol, food, working out, or whatever it is. Um, because these are all common topics and themes that are sprinkled in everyone's life. Um, they're, they're equalizers. So even if you're not dealing with a breakup with a romantic partner, you might be dealing with a separation or a breakup or distance from a family member, a loved one, a friend, or even an event or an identity of your own. And so it can apply to those things. So um, stick around, won't you? Um, I'm going to try to keep it a little lighthearted because this can bring up a lot for people. I know it's a loaded topic, so it's a little bit of a content and trigger warning. I'm going to be talking about breakups, and uh, maybe this is directly related to something you're going through. Um, so, you know, going to weave in some compassion and care DMS. We'll be hitting those of course. So if you got a DM first, that means you got a question you want answered. Anything. It's always confidential. Put it in the DMS on our Loveline IG page, a topic you might want covered something. Maybe we talked about, but you'd love for me to drop deeper into, let us know. We really do take your uh, thoughts into account. A lot of these topics are born out of things that people have dropped into my DM saying, Hey, can you cover this? And often it's something I've covered already. And I'm like, Hey, we'll circle back. We'll hit it again. We'll hit it differently. So Breakups, man. We, <laughs> if you haven't been there, you're going to maybe be there. So, uh, And of course, we are channelq.com is where you want to go for past episodes of the show. So uh, stick around, y'all. We'll be back. Listen to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q in Odyssey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, y'all, we are back and uh, talking about breakups. It's not really how to get over a breakup that we're talking about. It's more about looking at why they're still so difficult, but it's all woven in there. And as I was saying before the break, we've all had to end relationships of all different kinds. So whether it's romantic or social, platonic, familial, uh, work, uh, we've had to leave or had people exit our lives at different times, sometimes happily, sometimes thoughtfully, sometimes with a lot of you know harshness and aggression. Um, but uh, it's that famous quote, and I'm not sure who said it, you know, friends for a reason, friends for a season, friends for a lifetime, and all relationships fall under those three. And sometimes they bounce around. Sometimes it's a, a relationship for a reason because maybe I work with them. And when you're no longer working there, well, you don't really have that relationship anymore. That's okay. Sometimes it's for a season that there's a period of time that this relationship romantically or socially is really important or valuable. But things shift and change who you are, who they are, um, what you need. And then sometimes it's a lifetime. They're lifers. They hang in there. And I think that that's a really beautiful call to action for romantic breakups. Uh, I hate the word breakup, although I, I will use it because it's common, uh, common term. But I think it should really be a relational restructure, ideally. And people really get thrown off of, by that. My first book, Sex Outside the Lines, which goes into it deeper, I talk a lot about that where I say people being friends with their exes is a good sign. And some people do not like the idea of that because they have insecurities and jealousy and whatnot, or they've been with people that don't have great boundaries, but it's a good sign because it means that they honor relationality and they understand that just because we weren't able to pull off a romantic relationship, all the other things that we valued about this person, we still get to keep that in our lives. And it, uh, being friends with an ex also means that you love, I'm sorry, that it means that you leave relationships lovingly. You don't attack you don't come from your worst, and um, you try to work your way out like you worked your way in. It's called conscious uncoupling. I talked about it on the show a little while back, so if you want to check that out, we are channelq.com is where you want to go. Scroll down to Loveline, click on it, and you can look for that show. Conscious uncoupling is the idea like, hey, you know, I'm really upset that this didn't work out. Maybe we even harmed each other a little bit, but I still love you and I care about you, and I want this to be easy for both of us. Even though I'm mad or hurt, I don't need to add more pain and I want to leave lovingly. There's also some sociological work around it that we work so hard to build someone into our lives. But yet when we decide that hmm, can't move forward as primary partners, we just want to tear off the mandate, kick them out, move on, delete everything. And that's not really honest. And it doesn't even always, that's not always the best way, but some people think it has to be that way. You know, you don't see them again. Stop talking to them. You need time apart. Well, maybe, but I actually prefer us working our way out like we worked our way in if you can do it lovingly and consciously. That's how I've ended all of, well, not all, but most of my romantic relationships. Um, I don't need to make you an enemy. 
and I don't need to never talk to you again. Um, do you need help packing up stuff if we live together? Um, still staying connected and, and whatnot. Like you can work your way out and you can maintain a friendship. And like I said, I've pretty much still have relationships with all my exes because they weren't bad people. And the fact that the relationship couldn't go on as a primary relationship or partnership doesn't mean that I don't still have parts of them I want in my life or care about them. And honor that if you're getting together or dating someone who's friends with their exes, don't shame them for that. That's your insecurity. You work on that. We get to keep people in our lives. We shouldn't have to remove people from our lives because of someone else's inability to understand or tolerate us having that or or the value of that or because someone's threatened by that be better than that as we date and bring people in our lives our lives should get bigger our lives shouldn't have to get small because of the relationship we're in so really think about that again i think it's a great sign um so breakups um uh, they don't know you don't always see it coming and it's not always something you want sometimes it's not something you agree with and sometimes it even is but that doesn't mean it's less painful um, kind of like when we did this show on conscious uncoupling, our brain doesn't like to let go of things. Um, and we also have memories and those are two things that can work against us. Memories mean we're going to remember and memories in our brain is, uh, highly associative. So if we smell something, a perfume, a scent, hear something, a song, a catchphrase, see something, we're going to remember and memories are going to come with them feelings. And so that exists. <laughs> And our brain doesn't like to let go of things. It likes to hold on. It likes to learn. It's a safety. It's a protective mechanism. But it works against us when we really want to be released from those thoughts and those feelings and those memories and those associations. But when we build a life with someone, we're building in those memories and associations. A lot of them. People, places, and things. Um, one of the things I often recommend to people is to reclaim favorite spaces and places. Um, if you used to go there with your ex and it's not a place you want to avoid, uh, start going there with someone new or even on your own to start to develop a new association with it that has nothing to do with that person. I hear stories of people changing gyms and moving locations. <clears throat> it's dramatic. I mean, hey, if you can do it, sure, live your life. But I, I know I'm not one of those people that's willing to do that. I want to learn how to lean into difficulties and difficult feelings. It's work of mental health, not engaging in expressional, experiential avoidance, trying to never have to encounter things that are difficult. Again, the work is acceptance, making room for difficult feelings. And that means seeing them at the gym, maybe. Um, that means still going to a restaurant you love that you used to go to with them because it's important to you and you want to learn how to sit in difficulty and discomfort. That is part of life. We cannot wrap bubble tape on every sharp edge so as to never wound ourselves. We have to be willing to tolerate and deal with difficulties and hard emotions. So try to reclaim some of those spaces, have what we call corrective experience of it. Um, I have some really important places that are associated with my ex and, uh, you know, I've then gone back with new partners or friends to say, I want to still be able to occupy space here. I still want this in my life. I can't avoid everything that reminds me of someone. Um, it shrinks our world down. It makes our world smaller. And we still want to be able to meaningfully and expansively participate in the world. I know it's hard. Um, all right, we're going to take a little break. And we're going to keep talking about this really happy, happy topic of uh, why we can't get over exes, how to deal with that and going through the restructuring of a relationship with someone. Hard stuff, but it's a part of the world, part of life. All right, you're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back.
All right, y'all, we are back and we're talking about breakups. They're difficult, relational restructuring, because that's really the goal is not kicking someone completely out of your life because we're no longer romantically compatible or one of us or both of us aren't interested in that. All the other things you love about them, you still get to keep in your life. Um, that's the goal. I also want to debunk some myths. I remember a breakup many, many years ago and my older brother, we were talking about, you know, how soon is too soon <clears throat> to get back to dating. And he quoted some like sex in the city rubric of like, you know, however long you were with them, you cut that in half, you divide it by two. And I was like, oh, please stop. That, that doesn't apply universally. And I don't even know who made that up because it was, they made it up. You know, the research shows that the length of time between a breakup and returning to dating doesn't dictate or promise the health of your next relationship. What does is your mental health um, and what kind of partner you are. Some people go right back into a new relationship and thrive, others don't. Research also shows us that sometimes it helps to start dating again because it makes us feel desirable and it reminds us that we're dateable and it shows us that there's more to come and there's more options. Of course, that can also work against you if you don't like what you're seeing and who's asking you out and you know, you're just back in struggle. So you have to really just assess personally what makes sense for you. I tend to be one of those people where I jump right back into dating because I don't do avoidance of things that are difficult. I like to lean in and to tap into my resilience and to uh, carry with me struggle and to learn how to move through the world towards the goals that I have and not let complexity or difficulty derail me. And if you're like me and you really value relationship and you thrive most when you're in primary relationship, I don't want to learn how to be single because singledom isn't my goal. If singledom is your goal, great, learn how to be single. But I push back when people say, well, you got to learn how to be single. No, you don't. We don't. Not if that's your goal to be in relationship. That's like saying to someone who lost a job or can't find one, well, you got to learn how to be jobless. Well, maybe, or they have to learn how to actually improve their job seeking skills, expand the scope of what they're doing or how they're looking for a job because employment is their goal. And so they need to, have to learn, they need to learn how to be a better employee and how to be a better job seeker. If you want relationship and that's your goal and you thrive in them, learn how to be better in relationship. That's what you should be practicing, not singledom. So I push back on that. You don't have to learn how to be single and you don't have to wait to jump back into dating, but it's okay if you aren't ready. It's okay if you want to do more healing and mourning. It's okay if you want to work on other relationships that you haven't put time and energy into because you've been so busy dating. You get to decide the path. I'm just saying what's right for one person isn't right for another person. And you get to decide what's right for you, you know? Um, so, you know, and sometimes you don't really know until you try. You kind of dip your toe back in. You're like, oh man, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. And for others, they're like, I need this to symbolically show myself that I'm moving on and I'm moving forward. But one caveat to all of that, don't date at your ex. Don't do it to hurt your ex. Don't do it to perform being over your ex if you're not. You're just gonna hurt yourself and these other people that you're misusing as a way to show your partner, look, I've moved on, I'm with other people. Don't do that, be better than that. Don't make decisions based on trying to harm or hurt your ex. That is not healthy or correct or right for anyone really assess what do I need? Maybe your ex has moved on and you know that they're dating. That doesn't mean it's right or you're ready to do that. So don't be competitive. Uh, really ask yourself what you need. 
Um, your mental health matters, and so does theirs. And, and so we do want to think about that. That's, that's something I want to make sure I, I pointed out because some people will let their partner know that they've moved on and are dating and they want to, oh, that's a mess. So be thoughtful about that. Um, so there's no time frame for healing. You know, and also know that it's not linear, meaning it's not a straight line where it's always getting better and easier. It can be a spiral where some days it's great and other days it's not. Where one hour you're feeling solid, the next hour you're sad. And maybe you'll go through a phase where you're feeling great and over it. And then you'll go through a phase where you're really lonely and sad again. Um, that doesn't mean you haven't gotten over them because we have memory and we have associations. So we'll always be reminded and we might have feelings for a while associated with that. So moving on or getting over them doesn't mean you're never sad, you're never lonely, you never miss them. That That isn't that. Um, I know. And some people have even more a hard time moving on for a multitude of reasons. They're still in love with them. They still want to be with them. Um, returning to dating isn't going well. Um, be where you are, you know, grieve the loss. But um, we're going to take a break in a minute. When we come back, we'll talk about some key things, though, to remind ourselves, because there are some things we can definitely do that gets in our own way. One of them being dating when we're not ready as a way, though, to try to harm our ex and perform like we're better and we don't care. That will definitely get in your way. So self-assess as to what you truly need. And um, don't date at your partner, as I say, you know. Um, <clears throat> but when we come back, we're going to do some DMs. So if you've got a question for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. And uh, we are channelq.com. where you want to go to check out past episodes. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it. You can binge, post, share, read, listen. Lots of great gems over there because the work is about unlearning a lot of things we've learned. And then relearning and practicing some new things. Because uh, if you're not working on anything, then you're not growing. You know, so we always want to choose a few topics that come up on the show and be like, oh, that's what I want to work on. I'm going to build that into my life. Uh, but anyway, stick around. We're coming back to talk about why breakups are so hard, how we can get over them, and that whole fun topic. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we are back, and uh, it is time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. This one says, uh, it's a little longer. Hey, Dr. Chris, my sister broke up with her boyfriend of three years. Oh, it's a long time. You know, you really build them into your psyche, your nervous system, into your social world, into your identity. Then when you go through the breakup, you got to get familiar with their loss physically, their loss emotionally and psychologically, their loss socially. You got to go through the breakup multiple times by telling everyone. <sighs> anyway, uh, sister broke up with her boyfriend of three years, but him and I became super close. Yep, that's part of it, man. When uh, you introduce your friends or your family members to someone you're dating, they form their own independent relationships. That's what happens. If you don't like it, don't introduce them to anyone, ever. But if you're going to bring them around, people are going to form their own independent relationships. Uh, you said we went shopping together, had bros night, just really developed our own best friendship outside of their relationship. Yep, that happens. When they broke up, we stopped talking to respect my sister. I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that. You have your own independent relationship. You do not need to get rid of relationships because your sister is no longer with this person. We're adults. And she introduced you. You formed your own relationship. You get to maintain that. Maybe your sister doesn't want to see it or hear about it. And she doesn't need to, but she doesn't get to dictate that. And I want her to have better boundaries. Just because a relationship didn't work between her and this person romantically doesn't mean you have to pretend this person doesn't exist and doesn't mean you can't see them. I do not support that. I do not agree with that. That is a form of toxic monogamy. And it's actually a little emotionally abusive and controlling. You don't need to do that. And I want you to tell people that. Hey, getting to know your boyfriend. 
if you break up, I need you to know that this is a relationship I'd want to maintain. I need you to know that. And if not, stop bringing them around. They're a really great person. We need to be adults. We don't want to make decisions or, or try to control other people's behaviors and relationships from our lower anxious selves. We got to grow up. We got to be better than that. So I don't agree with that. Back to your question. You said it's been three months and honestly, I've missed my best friend so much. Great. Reach out to them. Reach out to them. My sister never asked us to not be friends. Great. Maybe she's a better adult than you think she is. It was just kind of an understood thing, but now I really want to reach back out to them. Do you think I'm overstepping? No, you reach out to them immediately and you never stop being friends with someone. That is part of the game. My mom still has a relationship with some of my exes because they got to know my family well and went on family trips and vacations and they formed their own relationship and they still catch up and talk sometimes. I'm friends with all of my exes because just because romantic things didn't work out, that didn't mean they can't be in my life. And current I'm sorry, future relationships are going to have to be mature enough to understand that these exes are still in my life. Come on. We all got to be better than this. This is a mess. This isn't honoring relationality. And if you don't agree with me, then please stay single. Please don't introduce the people you're dating to the other people in your life. You don't get to make decisions about other people's lives and relationships from your anxiety and your disappointment. Be better than that. I would never allow that. I recently had an ex distance from me because they're in a new relationship and their new partner was a little threatened. And I was like, then let's all meet. Tell them that I've been in your life longer than they have. Tell them that there's nothing to worry. Tell them that they don't trust you. Then the issue is a lack of trust, not my presence or lack thereof. When we don't trust someone, we try to like control all the other elements in their life, but that doesn't make us feel any safer. It keeps our anxiety dictating and running everything. And that's not acceptable and that's not cool and that's not healthy. So we want to ground ourselves and say, what kind of person do I want to be? A confident person. So let me work on trusting my partner. And if they're not worthy of trust, well, then I shouldn't even be with them. And if they are, well, then there is no problem and they can see whoever they want to see. See how that works? But we got to get better. This is a mess. Um, you should miss your best friend and you should reach back out to them. Um, yeah, that's just how it goes. Um, all right, y'all, if you got a DM, Drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, whatever you're wondering about. We got answers. Someone else is wondering about as well. So when you're helping yourself, you're helping them. And um, you can also put topics in there. We're always happy to hear from you about topics you want us to cover on the show, things you want us to circle back to, drop deeper into. And you can always check out past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it. You can binge, post, share, re-listen. All of it's there. Um, Because it's all about repetition. We got so much we have to unlearn and then we have to relearn all this new stuff. So that's kind of the work. You got to keep yourself immersed in all the kinds of thought processes that really mirror how you want to think and move through the world, you know? Um, All right, we're going to take a little break and then we'll be back. So uh, stick around. Don't go anywhere. Come back and join us. You are listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. Ah, we're back and we're talking about the very fun topic of breakups. This applies to everyone because even if we're not, you know, getting over or, you know, whatever it is, ready to date or whatnot with romance, well, we lose friends, we lose family members. And so, you know, it's kind of just about how do we really deal with the loss of people, people exiting and entering our lives. You can apply all this to a non-romantic 
person. However, we're kind of using romance as the entry point, the focal point. Um, and, you know, earlier in the show before the DMs, we were just kind of talking about how be where you are. <laughs> There's no right length of time or right way to get through a breakup. Some people jump right back into dating. Other people wait. Some people try to re-enter dating before they're ready as a way to like perform to their partner that they don't care and they moved on. And that's like, that's so stupid. Be better than that. Do what you need to do. Even if your ex is out there dating again, doesn't mean it's right for you. Um, stop harming each other. Cause I'm also seeing that with a lot of the patients I'm working with where someone's been harmed or let down or they're disappointed or frustrated or whatever it is. And the way they go about it is putting their ex on blast and, you know, doing stuff to their social media accounts and like all sorts of messy stuff. Look, you're acting out. I know you're in pain. Heal, but don't act it out. Because you're not only are you harming yourself and them, not only are you not acting from a place of ethics, but you're also marketing yourself poorly to the world. And the world should be noting, wow, this person should not be dated because look at what they do when they're let down or frustrated. They're not healthy enough to be brought into someone's life as a friend or something else. You know what I mean? We have to learn how to deal with disappointment and frustration. And people are allowed to leave us. People are allowed to break up with us. They're allowed to. And even if you don't want to, you don't like it, or you don't agree with it, or you're not ready or whatever it is, you still have to honor that people are allowed to leave a commitment when it's no longer working for them or right for them. We can never promise at any point in our lives that we will stay with anything forever, not a job, not a relationship, not um, an identity, maybe not even your gender. At any point in your life, you're allowed to say, that's not who I am, that's not working for me, sexual orientation, all sorts of stuff. You're allowed to say, I'm gonna be where I am. And uh, what was working for me based on who I was or where I was at in my life last year or last week is different now. That's why I, I know people hate this, but the biggest lie of all is the marital vow that, you know, I'm going to be here forever. Well, the vow should really be, I'll be here as long as this is healthy for both of us. And I promise to work through and to be my best and, and, and to stick it out to, to take it as far as we can go. But if at some point this is bad or toxic for one of us or both of us, we need to bounce because our mental health has to matter first. And that's a scary thing for people to have to acknowledge and sit with. You know, so when I see these high divorce rates, part of me goes, good. People are leaving relationships that are meant to be left. Not everyone who's married should be staying in it forever. I hear some horror stories of what people do to each other. They're too comfortable because they're married or it's long term. Oh, they'll never leave me. I can, you know, date them or marry them from my worst. Mm -mm. Nope. But then I'm also worried because I think sometimes people bounce too soon. Um, you know, every time you're in a relationship with someone, it is you accepting a lack or a frustration of some, of some type. Otherwise you want perfection. So when someone's like, I know, but like our sex life isn't ideal. Oh, so you want every, so you want perfect. They're like, well, no, but just not this. Okay. And then they move on to another relationship and that person maybe doesn't socialize enough. And it's like, okay, so you want perfect. Or are you going to stick around with this person who has lack at some point you find good enough and you work through the difficulties, the incompatibilities and the differences, as long as it's not abusive and toxic. But that's part of commitment and trust is sticking through some of those struggles. But some people are always bouncing when there's a lack or a frustration or disappointment, literally implying they want perfect. That doesn't exist. But I do appreciate, excuse me, sorry, COVID symptoms. So I'm a little phlegmy. But I do appreciate that um, whatever the lack is or the incompatibility, it has to be something you're willing to accept. Um, you know, if someone has an undealt with mental health issue or, you know, addiction, well, that's not something we should accept. We should demand that that's dealt with. Um, so that isn't something we should settle with, but there are a lot of things that we do need to allow that people won't. So, um, so what are some of the reasons or, you know, things we have to think about that maybe, uh, make it really hard for us to move on? 
Um, again, we're holding space for a friendship of some kind, maybe immediately, maybe down the road, maybe we're gonna slowly work out into a friendship. Others, we need time apart, and we wanna do it lovingly and kindly, the ending, so that we can maybe reconnect at some point, maybe not, different topic. But um, closure, it says closure word. We are talking a lot in the field about the fact that that's not really a real exact thing. A lot of people that want closure and they'll keep reaching out to someone, they're just wanting to not allow it to be fully over. If you've ended a relationship or someone's ended one with you and they're not looking to have further communication or they've cut you off, you don't have a right to keep forcing yourself into their life by demanding closure. They actually don't owe you that. They don't owe you anything. And you have to honor people's boundaries. And if they've said, please stop reaching out or they're not responding, please stop. Because I work with some people where exes are showing up at their door, making demands for closure or to talk, flooding them with emails, texting them from other people's phones. That's you being dysregulated. That's you not honoring boundaries. That's you not caring about consent. And that's you acting out your pain. And I know that your pain is valid, but you have to find healthier ways to deal with it. So get we have to get over this idea of closure. Very few people will be given what they need when a relationship ends. And I know that's hard. And I know we ruminate and we don't want to let go. But contrary to belief, you don't need to rely on another person for that closure. You can deal with it on your own. Write them a letter, journal, share with someone else. But um, we have to just own that we're hurt. That person is not most likely going to be a part of us moving on or getting on with our lives. And we have to go on without that. Going to take a little break. We're going to come back, keep talking about this. Listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, we're back. We were just talking about closure. I, it would be nice if when things ended, people were very transparent and shared why that happened. And that would be only in my mind important because we want to learn what kind of partner we were so we can decide how to be better next time. But a lot of times that's not what it's about. We're just injured and we don't want to let go and we don't want to move on. And um, us wanting closure is us just wanting to hang on and hold on because I've, I've listened to some people's conversations that they claimed were getting closure and it's just a lot of ruminating, you know, still continuing to battle when the relationship has ended. It doesn't matter um, what they did right or wrong. There's no need to further process why it didn't work out. It's about just being in pain and, and sitting with that and, 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 and letting go and disconnecting. It's a, it's a way of really staying rooted in the relationship. Um, also, um, sometimes the problem and why we're not moving on is we're still staying in it symbolically. I've talked about this before where we're really good generally, except for people with the poor boundaries, physically separating, unless you're one of those people who, you know, just shows up at their house and tracks them and goes to places, you know, they'll be, which is stalking and that's abusive behavior, FYI. Um, but we don't separate or distance psychologically and emotionally, and that's not going to help us move on. And what I mean by that is we stay connected emotionally and psychologically by going on their social media and continuing to constantly obsess and talk about them. There is a point where we need to lovingly say, there's nothing to talk about further with my friends about this. I'm just repeating myself and staying trapped. And lovingly, I want friends to be empathetic with this person's struggle, but at some point to say, listen, they're not here anymore and you emotionally keep them present and bring them in. We're at dinner, they're not here, but you wanna bring them in symbolically by talking a lot about them. It's time for us to stop talking about them. There's nothing new to learn. Or let's talk about what you do want to learn from this relationship. Let's talk about what you don't want to do again, what you do want to do again. Let's make it a learning transformative moment. But to just keep going on and on isn't helpful. And friends, if you're the friend of someone who's going through a breakup, it doesn't help for you to bash the ex. It might for a few moments, but 
that's not helpful, keeping them in a state of anger at their ex. You wanna soften and neutralize that. So you wanna to start to shut down after a certain amount of time talking about them anymore and saying, let's stop looking at their media, let's stop talking about who maybe they're seeing, let's stop, stop struggling with them, but let's also stop bashing them. You know, and I know that's a really funky place because it's really hard sometimes to set that boundary, but there's a point where it's just ruminating and we're all staying trapped. And you can help your friend get over it by helping them kind of set that boundary, right? It's a hard one though. Um, especially if this is one of the first people we fell in love with or it was our first primary relationship where we really thought that this was, you know, the one that we were gonna be with forever. It's very painful. Um, Another thing that kind of keeps us trapped is not moving on and giving other people a shot. And that's where you have to decide what length of time you need between the breakup and dating again. Some people do it right away, others take time. I'm down with, with either, depending on what's right for you. But at some point you have to give other people a chance. And for some that's too seriously, it's too solid and, and, and too literal. It's, it's too much of a full recognition that this is over. Um, but that time has to come. And so for some people, just getting on a dating app is a symbolic act of, all right, I'm accepting that this person's not in my life anymore. I'm accepting my singledom and uh, I'm moving on. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying there's not a lot of feelings attached to it. I'm not saying that next, next date isn't gonna bring up, you know, missing your ex. But at some point we put that next step forward and we move back out into the world. It's hard, y'all. Um, so give some people a chance. Um, also, really, again, learning about you as a result of having been with who you're with and not moving forward dating the same problematic people or doing the same relational things that got you in trouble in the first place. And that's that powerful learning moment. Uh, sometimes people try to heal by just dating the same kinds of people and uh, that pattern can keep us trapped. If you realized, well, you were dating someone emotionally absent, someone who doesn't know how to have adult secure relationships, stop doing that. There might've been a reason why you needed them to be as dysfunctional as they were because sometimes it allows you to be as dysfunctional as you are. Because if you date someone who's healthier or more available, that that would demand it of you. I see that in clients. They date very unhealthy people so that they don't have to be dating from their better behavior. Because someone more mature or healthier would be like, yeah, we don't act like that or we don't do that. Because those people are out there that are healthy and are mature and do have good relational skills and they're not gonna tolerate anything less than that. And that scares some people. That's why I sometimes say date someone who kind of makes you a little anxious because maybe they're a little higher functioning than you are. It'll raise you up. I say that to sober people as well. Have friends that are high functioning. That should be a key word that we all want because that will impress that upon us. That will demand that of us. That will inspire us. That will also model for us what that looks like. Go to your healthier, higher functioning friends to talk about breakups and getting back into the dating game. The ones that are really mature, um, not the ones again that are gonna bash our ex and not ever help us move on or hold us accountable to maybe what kind of partner we were. That's an important part of all of this. Um, whether we're talking about the loss of a romantic partner, the loss of a friendship or the loss of a family member, um, there's a lot to learn in those moments and we wanna, we wanna be able to look at that. Um, you know, again, I, I'm looking at a couple pieces of research as I'm talking, and a lot of them keep circling back to the same point about staying connected or in contact or keeping tabs on them through tracking their social media. That is what everyone across the board agrees is a problem because um, you're keeping them in your brain, right? We literally have to go through a neurological breakup and separation because when we're in a committed, attached relationship, our nervous systems and our brains wire. 
and our moods impact each other and our heart rates impact each other and our breathing impacts each other and our blood pressure impacts each other. We fuse. That's a healthy part of connecting. Um, and maintaining it doesn't allow that, that to separate, but it also means you're going to maybe bump into things you weren't ready to see or read. You're harming yourself. And then sometimes you're also acting out on them by posting horrible things and whatnot. Uh, all right, we're going to take a little break and we're going to come back and uh, finish up talking about this dreaded topic, topic uh, losing individuals, excuse me, and uh, having to move on. And what are the things that we do that just don't really help us with that, you know? And they'll be doing some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, strap those DMs in our Loveline IG page, in the DMs, of course, questions, topics you want covered, things you want us to circle back to, and we are channelq.com is where you want to go to past episodes. Stick around, we'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Oh, Rachel, we are back and we're Closing out our discussion of what gets in the way of us exiting relationships, uh, healing after the loss of someone romantically or socially, um, not through death, but through the ending of a relationship because friends go through breakups. Friend breakups can sometimes be the hardest because we really think friendship is maybe going to be there longer and it's really hard to explain to someone that you've moved on. Like romantic relationships, we have a little more familiarity with how to break up with them. Um, ghosting's heinous and horrible and abusive, so do not do that. But if you're a good person and you say things like, hey, you know, it's been great spending time with you, the compatibility just isn't there. Or unfortunately, I think it's time to end the relationship. I just don't see the compatibility or I think we are in different places in our lives. We understand some of that languaging, but we're not familiar with the languaging of maybe exiting a friendship. It's really hard to say that to a friend, like, hey, the compatibility is not there anymore or I feel like we're in different places in our lives or maybe that is easy for you. We need, we need the ability to do these things. So that's also in there. Like we wanna be very open and honest with what's happening so that people aren't confused. Because that's one of the hardest parts is people in my office reading to me different text messages saying, what does this mean? Or wondering why they haven't heard back. I wish people were more honest and more transparent because uh, we hurt people otherwise. Um, also, one of the reasons why it's really hard to get over a breakup or to deal with the loss of a relationship is your identity. When we're in a relationship, it's a we. We do things together. We're known as a unit. And people ask about us, ask about them. But then we can also just lose our individual self. We, you know, we lose ourselves in the relationship maybe because of conforming too much to their lifestyle, um, drifting away from what's important to us. And, you know, part of being on our own again is uh, maybe not knowing who we are outside that relationship because everything we did was with that person or they created everything we did. They always planned everything. And now we're like, who are we? What do we do on a Friday night? You don't know. What am I, who am I as a single person? This is also for those that have had that best friend that they did everything with or that partner they're with for years. And again, they're not sure where they fit in or who they fit in with because sometimes we also lose some other relationships as the result of the loss of a primary relationship because they were closer or they knew each other first. And people sometimes don't feel like they can have friendships with both of us, which side note, any relationships you formed through a partner, you get to keep just because a relationship ends doesn't mean we have to like abandon true, honest relationships with people that we've formed. You get to keep those people. So like if you're worried, if you ever break up that your ex might still be friends with your friends, then you better not introduce your current partner to your friends because if they form a real and true relationship, that gets to sustain and maintain itself. You don't get to tell people who their friends are. And I don't like the idea that when a breakup happens, people have to choose. You can see each party separately and you should own that and set a boundary saying, I have a relationship with both of you and I'm going to keep a distance. I'm not going to badmouth either of you. And you might even say, I'm not the best person to really listen to you struggle with the other because I am friends with both of you. Or maybe you can hold both, but you shouldn't have to choose. That's very unfair. And that doesn't honor relationality. 
Um, their pain through the breakup doesn't mean that you have to go through a breakup as well with these people. But I'm not saying that is not a difficult position to be in because it absolutely is. <clears throat> That's probably one of the harder parts. Um, I know my mom got very close with certain people I dated because we were together for years and they met and we traveled together and spent holidays and they would sometimes form their own relationship and have conversations and would text and keep up with each other. And after the breakup, when I was asked, I said, yeah, you get to still honor that. They, you still have a relationship with them. And if it's comfortable for both of you, you can still send happy birthdays and Merry Christmases and, and stay in contact if that's right for you. Um, and that, that's a mature move. But we're, we're, you know, again, what's what's the whole purpose of all this? To date from our mental health, to be better people in the world, to keep the bar higher, to learn, to grow. If you don't want that, well, then you're listening to the wrong show, you know, because I'm all about helping people be their better selves, live and be guided and behave from their core values, having more ethics. I mean, that's the problem is people ghost each other. They, they you know, act out their hard feelings when things end. And that's what keeps all of this difficult. And it doesn't have to be. Yeah, we're going to be sad and disappointed and frustrated and lonely, but that's pain. But we don't have to suffer by weaving in all these extra levels and threads. And that's why, again, I'm a fan of working our way out slowly like we worked our way in. Okay, you live together and the relationship's ending. You don't have to kick them out within an hour. Maybe it's going to take them a few weeks to find a place. Working their way out. We're still responsible for these people if we moved them in or whatever it is. Just because our feelings are hurt or let down doesn't mean we have no responsibility. And we still have to honor anything that they confided in us. We don't have a right to now disclose secrets and to gossip. Again, that's not fair. That's not mental health. Health, and it's communicating to the world that you don't know how to deal with your hard feelings and you don't want people running around seeing that. So I think it's in these difficult times that we really show what we're made of and how safe we are to be in people's lives. So take that very seriously. I do because I always want to lead from my ethics and my values. First, you have to even know what those are, right? And we talked about this on the other show that in a world where we're so tied identity and our worth to our productivity and outcomes and our goals, we don't even often know what our ethics and our values are. So maybe you got to start there, but they're best shown with and when we deal with conflict and disappointment. When we're disappointed or we're in conflict, that's when we really show who we are. So pay attention and make those moments count. All right, we're going to come back, uh, do some DMs. So you know the drill. If you've got a DM for us, questions or topics, drop them in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Past episodes, we are channelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline and click on it. You can binge, post, share, we listen. Stick around, y'all. We'll be back. You are listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, y'all, we are back, and now it is time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. All right. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, I'm 35 years old. I feel like I'm having more anxiety than I ever had before. Besides the pandemic, little things are stressing me out, constantly waking up in the middle of the night to make sure I don't oversleep. Loud noises are making me jumpier. Things I never worried about are making me stress. Any idea why this could be? Also, nothing major has happened in my life. Had a constant partner for six years. I haven't changed or moved jobs. Ah, got, this is one of those kind of annoying answers. Therapy. Got to get into therapy. I have no idea why, why that could be. I would have to do a full assessment of your life. And I can't based on you just telling me you can't sleep and you jump at noises. I can't tell you what that's about. Um, but mindfulness and acceptance is the way to go. Um, we think that when we're anxious, the work is about getting rid of anxiety. Anxiety is part of life and we don't have control over our emotions to that extent. And when we try to get in the habit of trying to remove or eliminate things, it becomes a control strategy and that can make it worse, can actually strengthen it. The work is about making room for it and allowing it and moving through and towards the kind of life we want to have. And this isn't specific to what this person asked because they have to go to therapy and figure that out personally. I don't have enough information. I always try to generalize when I answer these questions, but that's the work around difficult emotions or thoughts, making room for them, not getting hooked by them, not letting them guide or dictate our behavior. What should guide and dictate our behavior are our values. We have control of our behavior and we need to make room and allow and accept all these different emotions and thoughts to exist while still engaging in what we call effective action, action that's guided by our values and that is moving us towards the goals that we have, the higher goals that we have. We have to befriend and let these emotions and thoughts be a companion because they're always gonna be there. And it's when we get in the habit of trying to avoid experiences that are difficult or trying to control these thoughts and emotions that we really tend to move away from making our lives the kind of lives we want, making our lives big. So you need some mindfulness, mindfulness and acceptance. Um, most powerful tool I've ever seen in, in dealing with difficult emotions and thoughts is that not battling them, not getting rid of them, not challenging them, but allowing them. Like I said, making room for them, being guided by our values and our actions, stepping into effective action. Uh, that's the work. And that comes out of Eastern philosophy, which has been around for thousands more years than psychology. 
uh, the only thing we can control is our behavior. That's the only thing we have powerful control over. So that's what you want to dictate and focus on that. But again, therapy is what you're going to need. Um, it's very specific what you're asking. And, uh, you know, you want to work with someone who can help you guide that and make sure that you don't necessarily maybe need the aid of a medication, which I don't necessarily think you will. It doesn't sound like it's getting the way of you living your life. It's just a little bit of a struggle and a difficulty. Um, but yeah, that's like a therapy question. <laughs> I hate when I have to say that. Luckily, I don't have to say that a lot, but you know, I don't want to give someone some minimized answer for something that might be of larger scale because if this has been going on for a long time and the severity is far more severe than you're letting on, then, you know, medication is a really great supplement or complement to that. Um, so you got to look into that. But I would say hit the mindfulness. And I'll tell you, in the pandemic, I've had some really difficult experiences in my own life, discomfort, uh, some difficult emotions based on some, you know, different things that are happening. And, uh, Eastern psychology and mindfulness is really what got me through it. Learning how to make contact with the present moment, really learning how to anchor myself, be guided by my values and not by my emotions or thoughts. And like I said, making room for them to just be there with me, not trying to control them, not trying to avoid them, not trying to minimize them. As they say, they are clouds and I am the sky. And you just let them come and go because all emotions are like a wave. You know, they rise and they peak. And then eventually they crash if you just kind of allow it to go through its natural process without battling it. It's not always comfortable, but um, life is about discomfort. You just don't want to suffer while in that discomfort. So that's why we detach and we don't fuse to it, but we, we tend to, we tend to fuse to it and then live from it. So the work is about backing off of that. All right. If you got a DM for us, drop that DM in uh, our Loveline IG page questions, topics you want covered, and past episodes. You can go over to wearechannelq.com, scroll down, look for Loveline, and click on it. You can binge, post, share, we listen. It's where all the good stuff happens, all the gems. Go back and listen to it. Let me be a guide on your journey while you're at the gym. That's where I listen to a lot of my podcasts. Um, music soothes me, but so do those uh, podcasts, excuse me. But uh, join us tomorrow night. We'll be back, as always. Lots of good stuff. So spend the rest of the night focusing on self-care, joy and pleasure, and some rest. As always, all thanks for hanging out. Be kind to yourself and be kind to those around you. And enjoy the rest of your night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.